of the Holy Spirit. We're going to talk about the conviction of the, the Holy Spirit. You know, uh, when God moves and <clears throat> he um, comes in the room and takes over, <clears throat> he, he brings about a conviction with him. And we learn to humble ourselves and submit <laughs> and submit to him. <clears throat> Father, bless your word in Jesus' name. And we thank you already. For what you've done. <clears throat> I want to read a verse uh, before we get to Psalms 51. And that would be in uh, St. John <clears throat> chapter number 16. St. John chapter number 16. St. John chapter number 16. Help me, Holy Spirit, to get through this. Holy Spirit was just speaking. He was just moving. He was just talking. <laughs> He's going to talk about me today. <clears throat> Show you what I'll, what he, what he will do uh, in the midst. The verse we want to read <clears throat> from St. John chapter number 16 is verse number 8. Verse number 8. And then we're going to go back to Psalms 51. Now, in St. John chapter number 16, verse number 8, it says, And when he is come, he's talking about the Holy Spirit. He will reprove, it means he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Amen. When he, the Holy Spirit, he was here, he is here. <laughs> and he will bring about a conviction within our, within our spirit, within our hearts. He takes things over. He takes over the service and he, he began to move and he lands on different people and, and, and they began to operate in the spirit. And he just say, surrender to me, the Holy Spirit. But in the process of him having us to surrender, he also brings about a conviction. And that's what we want to talk about this morning, the, convict, the convicting or the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Now, as we go back to Psalms, Psalms 51, we're going to go back to Psalms 51, because we know the job of the Holy Spirit, it is to reprove, rebuke, it brings about righteousness, it, that, that's his purpose, I mean, judgment, <clears throat> that's the job of the Holy Spirit, and it's very important that we will allow the Holy Spirit to do what he needs to do in us, it's, it's so very, very important. Now, <clears throat> what we will find uh, in, uh, and you don't have to go here, in the book of Samuel, and then it talked about in chapter 11 and 12, that <clears throat> it was after the, 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 the year had expired, it was like springtime, and uh, when all the kings, they went out into battle, and David, which means that the beloved of God, he he sends Joab, and, and Joab is the builder of eternal things. And he sends him out to destroy the children of Ammon. Now, we have to understand that oftentimes, unless we allow the Holy Spirit to do in us what he needs to do in us, sometimes we will move right over our, our conviction. 
the story talks about uh, David, who was supposed to have been out to battle, and he sees this woman called Bathsheba. Hmm. Now, when we see and we look at the word Bathsheba, that first part of the word Bathsheba means purification. The second half, he talks about Sheba, it's talking about the descendants of Cush. Cush means black, okay? Now, we have to understand that in order for the Holy Spirit to bring about conviction in our own life, he will reveal some things that we have hidden. Does anybody have any hidden things in their life? You don't have to... Okay, some people raised their hand, some didn't. Hey, man, some of us don't want to tell the truth, right? <laughs> but we all got some stuff. Hey, man, we all, we, we, all, we all have some stuff. We all have some stuff. And <clears throat> we have to understand that through the power of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will convict us. And that is what happened to David. David is noted to be called the beloved. Now, when we begin to look at Psalms 51 and chapter 1 in the book of Psalms, chapter number 51, looking at Psalms, that very first verse, it talks about how David had gotten involved. He allowed Bathsheba's husband to be killed. We're going to do straight Bible right now. He allowed him to be killed because he, he sees Bathsheba. He sees, he sees this woman on a rooftop. And he decides that he wants her to be a part of his Harlem. And sometimes when we do things in secret, God will reveal them openly he will expose us amen and he gets exposed he gets exposed and that's where he began to make a plea and an appeal in psalms 51 and verse number one he he has an appeal Hmm. and verse number one he says because David has taken the wife of Uriah. And to cover up his sin, because she become impregnated, he puts him out on the battlefield to have him killed. Isn't it ironic how we would go to a certain extent to cover up sin? We will go to a certain extent to cover up sin. But God always has someone there that will reveal what we are doing. Amen. It will expose us. Now, it says, David says in verse number one, because he knows how to, he knows how to get to the heart of God. And in verse number one, in Psalms 51, it says, he's saying, he says, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness. Have mercy 
upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies. Now, by right, by right, David, because of the sin that he had committed, was supposed to have been stoned. But he is pleading for God's mercy. See, many things that we do (laughs) requires judgment upon our lives. And so what we do, we cry out to God and we ask God to change some things. We, 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 We play the role of David. David says here, he says, blot out my transgressions. In other words, he says, God, I want you to erase that which I've done. And oftentimes we do that. We, we find ourselves caught up in sin. And one thing about the Holy Spirit, he will convict us when nobody else is around. Or when we can be in the midst of people and he will convict us and no one will really know except us that we're being convicted. Amen. So, so he, he, he gives his plea. He says to blot out because he knew what he had done. He had taken another man's wife. To give you a little bit of the story. He had taken another man's wife. And when he was supposed to have been out to battle, he's the king. It's the springtime. He was supposed to have been out to battle. But he chose to stay behind. Sometimes when God calls us to do a work for him, sometimes we will linger behind. And when we linger behind, we can find ourselves being caught up in sin. And then we try to find ways. Anybody ever done a cover up? What you say all the time? Can I hide behind the podium? You know how it is. You, 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 you know you're the general. Nobody else saw you. But when you walk into a room, you feel so guilty. And you think that everybody knows. And what I love about David, he's asking God to blot out my transgression. He said, erase this, God. Erase it. Erase what I have done. He says, erase it. Now, keep your place in in, in Psalms 51. And I want us to go now to Revelation chapter number 20. Just want to teach. Just want to teach. Just want to teach this morning. Revelation chapter number 20. Because, see... David has made an appeal. He's asking that the sin that he had committed, he's asking for it to be removed. He's asking for it to be erased. He's asking for it to be stricken from the record. Hmm. In fact, he's asking for a pardon. Has anybody ever asked God for a pardon before? To expunge some things that we have done. And see, being that God is king, and he also has the power to do so. 
So David is, uses wisdom as if he didn't think that God knew what he was up to. Have any of us ever tried to negotiate with God? <laughs> God, you know, if, 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 you, if you would just do this, God, I promise you I won't do it again. Anybody been there? Amen. <laughs> you know, this is truth time. Amen. I, God, I promise you, if you would just take care of this matter, I promise you, I won't do it again. He knew how to talk to God. But God also knew how to talk back. Now, Revelations chapter number 20. Revelations chapter number 20. Hmm. David knew how to negotiate. Even though it was God. Hmm. Now, uh, verse number 12 in, in Revelation chapter 20, it talks about, And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open. And then it says, And another book was open, which is the book of of life. Everything that we do is recorded. And David is saying, blot out my transgressions, God. I, I know I did that, but do you mind erasing that? I, you know, David was a negotiator. He's trying to negotiate with God. It says now, he says, and in and, 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 and Revelation chapter 20, verse number 12, he says, when the books were opened the books of life. Everything that we do in this life is being recorded. And then it says, And the dead was judged out of those things which were written in the books, with an S, according to their works. According to our works, every deed, everything that we do is being recorded, whether it's good or bad. That's why David said there in, in, in the Psalms, he, 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 began to, he began to plead with God because he knew. He said, God, I want you to erase my sins, erase my transgressions, erase those things that I've done wrong. Hmm. He knew how to talk to God. And then he goes on in, in Psalms chapter 51, and, and he goes on in verse number 2, and he says, Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. It's interesting when the word sin has no S. He says, cleanse me from my sin. So what is that greatest sin that, 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 that will put us in a place where we, 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 we can't really negotiate with God, but, but David, the beloved, knew how to talk to him. Some of us know how to talk to God and get some things put aside or put on a shelf. 
He says now, he said, wash me, verse 2, he said, wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. And then he says, for I acknowledge my transgression and my sin is ever before me. First of all, David knew how to appeal to God. He knew how to acknowledge what was going on. He knew how to, he knew how to talk to God. He knew. He, he, he knew. He said, I acknowledge my trust. See, some of us don't want to acknowledge our sin. Hmm. But David, the beloved, he says now, he's, I acknowledge my transgressions. And then he said, my sin is ever before me. Well, what was his sin? David was a king, and he was supposed to have been on the battlefield. This time, it was the time when it was the spring of the year when all the kings would go to battle. But David chose to stay behind, and, and when he did, he sees this woman on this rooftop, beautiful. Her name is Bathsheba. Something interesting about this particular situation here. Bathsheba, he sees her on the rooftop. Now, when we break up the word Bathsheba, bath means purification. And we have to understand who Sheba was. I'm going to take us down a place here. Sheba was the descendant of Cush. When you go back in your, 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 your history of the Bible and you begin to look at the different nationalities, now, she was a descendant of Cush. Cush means black. David now is in a relationship with someone with a different nationality, but she's also black. Hmm. That word rabbi means, it means great and powerful. What he does, to give you a little bit of the story, what, what David does, he, once he sees her, is something about our flesh when we see things that will cause us to arouse within our flesh and we desire it he sees this beautiful lady on the top of the roof and he began to inquire who she is be careful when you begin to inquire about people and about sin because it just might take you or draw you in when he began to 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 acknowledge and inquire about her They tell him that her husband is named Uriah. Now, you got to also understand that Uriah came from the son of Ham, which also means the African race. So here is the king now, and he is caught up in a situation that he's not supposed to be caught up in. He sees her. Have you ever seen anything and you knew it was sin and you desired it and it really looked good to you? And the next thing you know, your, your flesh get, get, get caught up, get aroused, and you just got to have that. 
So, so when he, 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 he gets caught up and he sees her, she's beautiful, and he inquires, and they bring her to him. And the next thing we know, there's a consummation that takes place. See, you've got to be careful who you connect with. Because you do not know the consequences. Oh, Holy Spirit. The consequences of that connection. Because sometimes when you put your hands to things, it may have a lasting effect. And one thing about man, man is notorious. Mankind is notorious about covering up sin. Mighty quiet. Got any sin going on that we didn't cover? Woo. I just, you know, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. All y'all sanctified folk that's in here telling these lies. Come on. Let's be real. Come on now. Come on. You can raise your hand. You can raise your foot. You can even sit on your hand and tell a lie. Because that's what that is. We will cover up our sins and God will expose our sin. David, the beloved of God, uh, them, them holy, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled folk. Y'all, y'all know that kind? Y'all, 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 y'all know that kind? They got it all, praise Jesus. Thank you, Joy. Hallelujah. Got it all going on. But just lying. And if the truth be known and the door come open and all the skeletons come out of our closet, I wonder what would it say? Those things that we cover up, those things that we tip and do in the darkness. And now we've gotten so bold, we don't tip in the darkness no more. We tip in the light. Amen. Amen, lights. <laughs> he, 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 he covering up the stuff. He, he brings her to him. And then once a child is consummated, see, you got to be careful who you connect up to in this not of God because, see, you can burst some stuff in your flesh that you can't get rid of. Hmm. But what I love about David, he knew how to appeal to God. He knew how to appeal to God. He knew how to try to get on the best side of God. But I also love his honesty. Now, he says now in Psalms 51, in uh, chapter 51, verse number 3, he says, I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Now, it had been almost nine months. And next thing we know, God will send somebody to expose our wrongdoing. David had got comfortable. But then he says, I acknowledge my sins. You see, one thing about God, and if you truly love God, God will not let you get away. 
He says, I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Mm-mm-mm. Now, let's look at Psalms chapter number 32. David is saying that he acknowledged his transgressions and his sins are ever before him. Sometimes we, we, we think that we can get away, right? There comes a time when, when, when sin is so heavy, the weight of sin, the weight of the thing that we have done is heavy, and sometimes it's like there's no relief, that it's a, a constant burden. Hmm. Now, in Psalms chapter number 32, Remember now, David has talked about his, he acknowledged his transgression. I wonder how many of us repent today. How many of us truly repent and ask God to forgive us for our misdeeds? I want to call it misdeeds. Okay. Because this title of this message is The Convicting of the Holy Spirit. So you call on the Holy Spirit so much this morning in praise and in worship and in and, and the prayer. He kept talking about uh, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. And I'm just listening and I say, okay, God, I know that I'm on track with this word because it's the convict. The Holy Spirit will convict us. And, and, and I was sitting there the other day, and as, as the Lord had given me this word, and the other morning I, cu- I turned on the TV, and I, I have a tendency to watch this, this, this Christian uh, show called Joni Table Talk. It comes on at 7 a.m. And what do you think they were speaking about? They were speaking about the Holy Spirit. And then I said, okay, God, I know that what you're sending to us is on track. Now, David is saying now, in and, and, and Psalms chapter number 32, you see, if you're truly a child of God, you can't get away. You cannot be comfortable in your sin. Can I get a Boy, it is tight up in here. The Holy Ghost must be walking down the aisle. Psalms chapter number 32, it says, and verse number 3, this is what David said. See, David is a great, one thing I love about David, David does not, does not mind exposing himself. Because we've all been there. And if you haven't, you will be. Amen. Now, in verse number 3, in, in Psalms chapter number 32, it says, When I kept silent. Now, David is still writing in the Psalms. He says, now, when I kept silent, my bone waxed old through my roaring all the day long. David said, now, when I try to act like I got it all going on, act like I'm happy and everything is well, he said, but that sin, and that sin is not so much of Uriah taking, taking Uriah, uh, having him killed. It's that too. But the greater sin is his relationship with God. 
What is our relationship with God? What have we put before Him? You see, when you truly love God, it is very difficult to hold your peace. David says, when I, when I kept silent, he said, my bones, in other words, my condition began to decay. I began to go down. See, sin, sin will kill you. Sin will destroy you. Sin will cause you to lose your relationship with God. Sin. David said, I tried to keep silent. But it seems like something on the inside of me would not allow me to hold my peace. And, and verse number four says, For day and night thy hand, watch this, day and night thy hand was heavy upon me. My moisture is turned into the drought. Of summer, and then he says, Selah, pause, think about it. He's, in other words, what David was saying, he said, This thing that I did won't not, will not leave me. If you ever had a true relationship with God, you cannot engage in sin and not be convicted by the Holy Spirit. If you ever knew Him, And the goodness of God, there is no way not to be convicted. That's why David was convicted the way he was. He said, God's hand is heavy upon me. Wow. In other words, he was most miserable. Have anybody ever been caught up in sin and you find yourself most miserable? Some of us say, well, I, you know, I, I, say I'm, I enjoy myself in my sin. But did you really have a relationship with God? Because there is no way that you can have a relationship with God and when you're outside of his will, you still can be happy. Because there's something about a relationship with God. When it's not there, you are most miserable. Be like the little child. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for this one. Be like a child stealing cookies at the cookie jar. And you know you ain't supposed to have them cookies. And you get caught. And you got this persona on that you all this and all that. And you get exposed. And you are most miserable. People may want us to think that they are happy in their sin, but if they truly tell the truth, and if they have a relationship with God, they are most miserable. Because you'll sit and you'll think about what you did, right? Especially if you're a child of God and you're outside the will of God. See, it's something about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will convict us. Anybody been convicted lately? <laughs> I see one honest hand. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. Because see, sometimes we can take a, as the scripture says, a, a, a hot iron and we, and we can sever that thing and we can think we're covering up our sins, but no, no, it will come around and haunt us. It'll come back around, okay? Now, in Psalms 32 now, David says now, in verse number 5, David says, I acknowledge my sin unto thee, unto God. And then he says, and mine iniquity have I not hid. In other words, he didn't try to hide it. He didn't try to cover it up. That don't work. Because it'll come back. <laughs> Anybody had anything that you covered up? And you thought you got away with it? <laughs> we got some truth folks in here. And, and later on down the road, it exposed itself. See, I love the honesty of, of, of David because he says, I acknowledge my sin unto God and mine iniquity have I not hid. You cannot hide from God. There's no way we can hide from God. Even now, our thoughts. Let me tell you something about them thoughts. I got to go come, make sure I come back to that verse. I had somebody laughing the other day and I shared this with them. We was at a, a beautiful service for Sister Doris's sister and, um, the, the minister was, was speaking, and, and he said, um, he, said uh, he had 10 minutes, and he was going to speak for those 10 minutes. And he began to talk about everything that all the people had given the remarks about and uh, how wonderful and uh, loving and kind that Sister Doris' sister Wanda was. And he, he never took a text, and he never read a scripture. And I'm sitting there. I'll tell you about the Holy Ghost now. I'll tell you about the Holy Spirit. Be careful what you're thinking up in here. Okay, I'm sitting on my seat, Miss Old Save Sanctified Brenda. I'm sitting on my seat thinking, well, he said he got he's going to speak for ten minutes. He's already talked seven. He's got three minutes left, and I said, now when is he going to take his text? And you know what happened by the time I got through saying, when is he going to read the scripture? The Holy Ghost spoke <laughs> through him. I'm sitting out in all he, he had no clue who I am. And he said, I know some of y'all said, when is he going to take his text? When is he going to take his scripture? You see, that is how the Holy Ghost is. See, that is how the Holy Spirit is. He sees and he knows, and what he will do, he will begin to expose our thoughts. I got exposed, and I was sitting on my seat, thought it in my mind, and that was it. It never came from my lips, but I got, you see, the Holy Spirit will expose us. Y'all know that? The Holy Spirit, he will will expose us. He would expose. And all I could do was laugh. Because I got busted, sister. I got busted out. I got busted. The preacher got busted. See, the Holy Ghost read my thoughts. Because I said, well, he ain't took no text. He ain't taking no scripture. And the Holy Ghost said, I'm going to bust you out. And he did. And all I could do was sit there and laugh at my own crazy self. Because that's what happened. Can I be real about me? 
See, some of y'all won't be real about you. Because what we like to do is, what we like to do is, we want everybody to think we got it all going on. Mm-mm. That's why God had to send Nathan. Because, see, David had hid his sin. He had covered it up. It was nine months later. And he thought he had got away. If anybody done anything and you think you didn't got away, don't raise your hand. But see what happened, the Holy Ghost just like got just busted you out and you're like, uh oh. There's nothing hidden from him. Because he will convict us. Of our thoughts or the things that we do. He will, the Holy Spirit, he will convict us. But we have to be like David, the beloved of God. We have to acknowledge our sin. Most people don't want to acknowledge that they do anything wrong. But we have to acknowledge. We got to acknowledge. We have to acknowledge our sin. And then in verse 5, the latter part of verse 5, he says now, he said, I will confess my transgressions unto who? The Lord. We're in Psalms 32, verse number 5. David says, I acknowledge my sin unto thee, and mine iniquity have I not hid. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. And when we do that, he says, and thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin. When the last time we had a confession? When was the last time we did a confession? I'm not talking about the man. Because man can't put you nowhere. When the last time that we confess to God? See, the job of the Holy Spirit is to convict us. That's his job. And then verse number 7 in and, and Psalms 32, verse number 7 says, and this is what I love about David. He has such a relationship with God. He says in verse number 7, he says, Thou art my hiding place. Thou shall preserve me from trouble. Thou shall compass me about with songs of deliverance. David said, God, you're my hiding place. When I can't go anywhere else, I can go hide in God. I can hide in Jesus. See, you can hide in Jesus and tell him because he already knows your faults. He already knows what's going on with you. But you can begin to confess before the Lord. And when you're in his presence, you'll find him to be a hiding place. Have anybody ever been protected by God and you know you're supposed to have been exposed? God said, you are my, uh, he is our hiding place. And then verse 8 in, in Psalms 32 says, I will, watch what God says. Now, when we acknowledge our sins, this is what God says. He says, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. He says, I will guide thee with mine eye. Hmm. God said, when we confess, when we acknowledge our wrongdoings, 
The Lord says, I will instruct you which way to go. I, I will teach you. I will tell you what you need to do. But look at this verse number 9. This is where most people are. Verse number 9 in Psalms 32. It says this. Be ye not as a horse or as, I want to know how many mules do we have in the house? Do, do, we have, do, do, do they have that scripture up? They got it up. I wonder how many mules we got. Huh? He says in Psalms 32 and 9, Be ye not as the horse or as the mule which have no what? He said, don't be like that. Then he says, whose mouth must be held in with bit and bridle, lest they come near unto thee. God said, listen, stop being stubborn. Stop being stubborn. How many stubborn folk we got in the house? Stubborn. He said, stop being stubborn. He said, stop being a mule. He said, stop being that. He said, stop being unteachable. That you, you can, you, you, have, you, have, have you ever been in a situation where people tried to teach you right and wrong and we refused to listen? And we still go about our own way? We're stubborn. God said, don't, don't be that way. See, the job of the Holy Spirit, and people don't even talk about the Holy Spirit no more. And, and the reason why we have seared our conscience with an eye. The Holy Spirit's job is to teach us. And some of us are the most unteachable Christians, Christians, I've ever seen in my life. Not teachable, stubborn. It's my way or the highway. But you better go Jesus' way or you will be on the other highway. We're not teachable. He said, don't be like the How many news we got? In the land that, 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 that goes out and then people hear, how many mules out there? How many horses out there? God got the bridle out of our mouth most times. Any mules need to be written? Because <laughs> mules are pretty rough, ain't they? They stubborn? Are we stubborn? Are we a bendable, moldable, pliable that God can, can do something with us? Or are we so rigid? Oh, mule. Oh, stubborn. Knowing you're going down the wrong road and still go down the wrong road, don't want to hear truth. Being the mule, the pack mule, all them burdens you carry, all them burdens. God said, cast some things to me. He said, cast, cast your burdens upon me. And those stupid mule, here we go, broke down, still carrying them same old burdens. And God said, give them to me. Muse, get rid of what we carry. <laughs> right? We need to get rid of that stuff. See, the Holy Spirit, when he knows how to convict us, see, 
You can tell when folk gifted. Holy Spirit can. We get real quiet, right? You know how a child even got stole that cookie out of that cookie jar? We go high, we timid, we want to love up on mama, love up on daddy, knowing you're guilty. But, but God, he's saying don't be like that. And then he says, not only don't be like the mule, he says, which have no understanding. We as the body of Christ, we need to make sure we have understanding. Then he talks about whose mouth must be held in with bits and bridles, at least they come near to thee. You know, sometimes we just need to zip it. We 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 need to zip it. Lord have mercy. We have to acknowledge some things. Let's go to, y'all all right? I want to ask that question, amen, and see if y'all all right, amen, amen, make sure y'all right, amen, 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 because some of y'all like to carry that stuff around, and I want to carry around. Now, let's go to Jeremiah chapter number two, Jeremiah, let me find it here, Jeremiah chapter number two, the book of Jeremiah. Lord, let me find the book of Jeremiah, chapter number 2. Jeremiah. Jeremiah, chapter number 2. We're talking about the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Because, see, David was convicted. He was convicted. He sinned, tried to hide his sin. Stop hiding sin, because God sees. Jeremiah, chapter number 2 looking at verse number 19 and we're almost we're almost we're almost done here jeremiah chapter 2 verse number 19 says watch this it says thine own wickedness shall correct thee your own wickedness will correct you and then he says thy backslidings with this, shall reprove thee. That word reprove there means correct. Your backsliding will correct thee. Any backsliders in the house? See, you can still be in the church and be a backslider. Be just as far from God as you want to be. And you're making fool folk, but you can't fool God. And still be a backslider. See, the Bible talks about being a backslider in the heart. Not in the physical and tangible what everybody can see. Because, you know, we've got some, ooh, Holy Spirit, I heard that. We've got some night tippers, night sneakers that tips in the night. Amen. Yeah. But then he says now, he says now, our backsliding and our wickedness is what's going to correct us. See, we can think we can get in the way with sin. Mm-mm. God sees and God knows. And he's just giving us the time to get it right. But that's going to come a, a day of recon, reconciliation. Okay? And then he goes on and he says now, Know therefore and see, watch this, that is an evil thing and bitter that thou hast forsaken the Lord thy God 
and that my fear is not in thee, said the Lord of God of hosts. Let me read that again. Now, uh, uh, Jeremiah chapter 2, verse number 19. It says, thine own wickedness shall correct thee. Our backsliding shall reprove thee, which also means correct. And then he says, know therefore and see that it is an evil thing and bitter. What's an evil thing and bitter? Our wickedness and backsliding. It's an evil thing, he says. And what, what sin does is the Bible says that thou have forsaken the Lord God. Sin will cause us to forsake God. Sin will cause us to forsake the assembling of people gathering together to worship. Sin. It will cause us to forsake God is what the word says. And then he says this, and, and is a conjunction, not a but this time, but an and. He says, and that my fear is not in thee. When we can willfully sin, have no problem with sin, then God said, the fear of me is not in you. We're talking about the convicting of the Holy Spirit now. Holy Spirit convicts. Amen. Hmm. Oh, we're getting quiet. And then he ends it with, saith the Lord God of hosts. That's who talking. That's who talking. God speaking. Because see, it's the job of the Holy Spirit to convict us. See, if there's no conviction going on, the devil got you already. But if, if, if this, if you find this word disturbing in your soul, like I did when God gave it to me, <laughs> then you can be thankful that God is still able to reach you. And he have not turned you over to a reprobate mind. Because there comes a time when God will just let you go. Because we want to continue to be the mule. Hmm. Now, let's go back to Psalms 51, and we, we're almost done here. We're almost done. We're almost done. Psalms 51, hmm. verse number 5. Psalms 51, verse number 5. It says, now David's still talking. I love, I tell you, I love David. He says, behold, I was shapen in iniquity. And then he says, and in sin did my mother conceive me. What he's saying, he said, I'm a product of sin. That's what the, he's talking. Now, remember now, he's talking to God. David said, I'm a product of sin. He said, my, my mom and my dad, I was conceived in sin. I was conceived. And then he says, he says this in verse number 7. He asked God to purge him with hyssop. And then he says, I shall be clean. Then he says, wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. He's asking for 
the cleansing of his inward parts, not the external part. Because once we're clean on the inside, it's going to show up on the outside. What you see on the outside in our lives is what's really going on in the inside of our lives. That's what's happening. And then he says, I love this, verse 8. He says, make me to hear. That means he wasn't hearing the voice of God anymore. See, sin will separate us and keep us from Hearing the voice of God. See, sin will interrupt our spiritual joy and our peace. Anybody need any joy tonight, this morning? Because see, some of us in a night season. <laughs> he, he, he says, he says, make me to hear joy and gladness. Are we hearing joy and gladness? Are we spreading joy and gladness? Are we doom and gloom? I'm going to always be like this. My, my, my grandfather was like this. My grandma like this. They did this. And that's, and that's why I'm carrying on this tradition. The devil is a lie. I don't believe in generational curses. That's on the cross. It's gone. If we're doing this because we want to. It has nothing to do with a generational curse. I don't know why people still teaching that lie. Because that's exactly what it is. Christ put the curse on the tree when he died. Hmm. Then he says, That the bones which thou hath broken may rejoice. See, sin will interrupt our spiritual relationship with God. It will interrupt our spiritual growth, sin. When we forsake God, when we put everything else before God, it interrupts our spiritual walk. Someone said to me yesterday, so you know sometimes we, are, we be at a place where we think that we got it all going on because things seem to be right, that we find ourselves at a distant place from God and not really know it. See, we think it's got to be these, these sins that, that, that we think that's big major sins. But God said, when you distance yourself from me, he said, you're still sinning. I pray that the Holy Spirit is doing his job, and I know that he is. Because the word of God says it won't come back to him void. Now, watch, 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 watch David now. He, 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 he says now, in verse number 9, he says, Hide thy face. Watch this. David is a smooth operator. He, he's a talker now. He's a talker. Now, and, and, and verse number nine, he says, Hide thy face from my sins, with an S. And then he says, And blot out all of my iniquity. David knew that book existed. So he's saying, God, I want you to erase all that out. Because I know at the day of judgment, there's going to come a reckoning, and what's in that book is going to be brought up. So, God, what I want you to do, I want you to erase it out. He's he, he smooth, y'all. We, we need to learn how to talk. 
We need to learn how to communicate with, with the Lord. And then I love verse number 10. And we've got a couple of verses. And verse 10 says, this is what he says. He comes to this, to this understanding. He says, create in me a clean heart. How many need a, need a, need a clean heart? I mean a clean heart. He's, see, create means to make a new, make a fresh. What you said? Make a fresh. He had those. He, <laughs> God, you so good. Uh, 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 Dick had those peppermints this morning, and he began to talk about freshness. He was giving them out. You know, see, David is saying, he said, now, what I want you to do, God, he said, I want you to create in me. Make a new. Make it. Make my heart fresh and pure and loving and kind. He said, create in me a clean heart. But then David says, oh, God. He gets a revelation. When he says, oh God, he got a revelation. What was David's revelation? He realized then, he says, and renew a right spirit within me. He says, don't just create, don't, don't just do my heart, God. He said, but deal with my spirit. Because see, some of us got some nasty spirits too. Amen. Some of us got some nasty spirits. So he says, I want you to renew a right spirit within me. In other words, I want you to fix my insides, my inward man. Because once you fix the inward man, then the outward man will be the expressions of God. We are book, y'all. And then he says in verse number 11. Talking about convicting the Holy Spirit. He says, cast me not away from thy presence. And everybody ever felt like God just wasn't there? Seemed like he ain't there? David says now, see, he, David knew what he had done. He knew what he had violated. And he knew that it would affect the Spirit, the Holy Spirit within him. So he is now pleading. He said, God, don't, 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 don't remove your presence from me. All of you all can disappear. But I do not, and you do not want the presence of God to be gone from your life. He said, cast not me away from your presence. And then he says, take not Thy Holy Spirit from me. God, I can lose every materialistic thing there is to be lost. But God, I do not want your Holy Spirit. That thing that convicts me of sin, convicts me when I'm going the wrong way, put me on the right track. I do not want the Holy Spirit to be taken from me. Because see, when he is taken from you, your God is gone. Then you're lost to your own demise. You're lost to your own demise. When the Holy Spirit is taken from us. Somebody said, well, the Holy Spirit going to be with you all the time. No. Because, see, sin separates us. See, we, we, we got to get away from this wrong teaching. Sin separates us from God. 
And we've got to learn to be like David. We need to start doing some begging. The thing that guides us to, to go, don't go left, go right, stay in the middle lane, don't, don't, don't move. The very thing that guides us is the Holy Spirit. We do not want him taken from us. I don't want my God gone. I don't want to be left without my God, who is the Holy Spirit. Because I can go down the wrong street forever the rest of my life. If I don't have the Holy Spirit to convict me, hell is my home. And believe me, hell still exists. It still exists. We just didn't cover it up in camouflage and all that craziness. And the last verse says, and then David says, I, in the midst of not taking, he's begging, he says now, in verse number 12 in Psalms 51, he says, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. God said, David saying, I need to have some restoration going on in my life. See, there's a difference between joy and happiness. See, when you got joy, that's your strength. You can go in hard times when you got joy. But when it's hard times and you just got happiness, see, happiness comes and goes. It's based on situations and circumstances. And so, so when situations and circumstances is not coming your way the way you want it, then what happens is you go with it too. But if you got the joy of the Lord, pandemic, we stood against it. <laughs> we stood against it on the Psalms 91. It was our strength. God's word was our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Have you lost your joy? That, 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 that thing that helps you get through hard and difficult times. Your joy. They say, I, I, I want you to rest-. David had lost that. Anytime something has to be restored, that means it's gone. He says, restore unto me the joy. Why did you get saved in the first place? The joy of my salvation. He had lost it. How many of us have lost a relationship that we had with God? Mm-hmm-mm-mm. How many of us still on fire for God like we used to be when we first got saved? Maybe we need to go there. See, when you first got saved, you want to tell everybody about Jesus, right? Get old in the way, and I don't mean in age. Then we don't tell nobody about God. We don't give our testimonies no more. Very few. Or is it just about us? No, it's not just about us. I pray. And I know, as according to God's word, he said it won't come back void. That the Holy Spirit did some convicting today. Amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen. 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 The convicting of the Holy Spirit. Because he will convict us. We might rerun it, but he'll still convict us. 
convicted me in the midst of a whole bunch of folk. Hundreds of people sitting up there in that service. And I'm thinking in my mind, oh, preacher, when you going to get your scripture? When you going to take your text? Holy Spirit spoke out of that preacher's mouth. I know some of y'all said I hadn't read the scripture. Let me give you a 